Hello and welcome to today's episode of Pipeline to Profitability. I'm your host, Alan Ferguson. Now, if you haven't done so yet, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss out on an episode. If you're running a trade service business and you'd like some extra help to progress to the next level, head to servicesuccessacademy.com for proven tools and training to guide you on your journey. Let's get into today's episode. Okay, Alan Ferguson here. I want to welcome you to uh, this very exciting uh, podcast, Pipeline of Profitability. And today I have Tom Peregrino, and uh, we are going to discuss, do we have a labor shortage in the trades? I'll just do a quick bio for for you, Tom, and uh, you'll probably want to add a few things. I, uh, I have to say I've been uh, after doing my first podcast with Joe Cunningham, first podcast back, as it's Joe's, you know, the Service Success Academy is Joe's company that I'm helping him to grow. Um, I said to everyone that I'm I'm uh, associated with, I need Tom on the second podcast back. So, so just quickly, uh, Tom Peregrino is president of Service Nation, the largest home service best practice organization in the U.S. for over 20 years. Service Nation has been serving thousands of HVAC and plumbing contractors across the nation, also in Canada and this place called Australia. Okay. Uh, service Nation is a one-stop shop for everything a contractor needs to be successful. Coaching, training, systems, processes, community, marketing and rebates through its buying group. Tom has over 25 years experience in the home service industry. He first started out in sales in the mid 90s, then eventually owning and operating his own company, Dappen Cooling and Heating in Granbury, Texas. In 2021, Tom sold his company and joined Service Nation to create Alliance Premier, a large scale coaching and training platform. Most recently, Tom was promoted to president of Service Nation following the retirement of the founders, Matt Michelle and David Heimer. Congratulations, Tom. Amazing. I could not wish anyone else to be in the position you're in. Welcome to the podcast. Over to you. Do we really have a, sh uh, a labor shortage in the trades? And uh, anything I've missed, feel free to add, my friend. Alan, you did you did a great job. Very, very kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, I was excited to have the opportunity to join you on uh, your podcast, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last year. You know, as you've come to visit Service Nation, and uh, man, kudos, mega respect for everything you've accomplished in the home service business. Uh, yeah, it's it's amazing the amount of wisdom that you have that you continue to share, and you've been been doing a little bit of mentoring for me, which I appreciate that. So uh, yeah, I, I look forward to just continuing to uh, strengthen our relationship and continue to learn more and more and more about what's in that head of yours, Alan, because you're sharp. You're sharp. I really appreciate everything you've done for our organization mm. and now our growing friendship. I appreciate it. You don't want to go into this head too far, mate. Uh, <laughs> it's quite, it's quite scary. So, uh, thanks, Tom. Appreciate that. So, look, 
my question to you is do we really have a labor shortage in the trades and i've uh, i've done some articles and uh, some posts lately i don't believe we do i believe we have a lack of training in the trades and uh, and i feel that uh, with what uh, joe cunningham is doing in houston with growing plumbers and uh, and hbac technicians we're doing the same in the drain space I don't know if it's a labour shortage, but a lack of training. So over to you on that one, Tom. Well, you know, I've done my own research as, as well over the years. Uh, depending upon where you pull your information from, there is an unmet demand for plumbers and HVHC technicians. Clearly, we've seen throughout the country and Canada and Australia that your typical contractor is dying for more workers there's no doubt about it and depending upon the articles you pull and the research websites you go to you can see what the numbers are like you can see you know the hvac short 80 tech 80 000 technicians this year and we're looking at the growth of uh the need for technicians to be you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 percent year over year the amount of technicians we need so when you first start scratching on the surface of it, you would say, yep, we have a labor shortage. But Alan, it's no surprise. I agree with you. I would argue that we have some fundamental issues within the trades that we need to solve that will end up fixing our labor shortages. And you hit on a, on a huge one, which is, which is training, you know, uh, we're not communicating to the world. Our industries are communicating to the world like we should the degree in which we can provide training for our technicians. And certainly those that even have decent training, they can also take it to the next level, which I know you and Joe are hard at work providing that service for. So we could do much better at training and certainly we could communicate that much better to the market via digital, however you know you want to do it in terms of communicating uh, to all the different countries. Hey, there is good, there is good, high-paying jobs in the home service world. We need to educate. We need to do a much much better job educating uh, the people that could potentially come to work for us because it's here. The pay is great. The work-life balance continues to get better and better for those that enter the HVAC and plumbing space. The overall compensations just can't continue to get better and better and better in terms of benefit uh, packages. Joe Cunningham's doing all the work, not me. I'm just there to help in, in any way I can. Just with training, I mean, I had amazing success with bringing in non-trades people into our plumb we had plumbing electrical air conditioning business some of the best people in that business were not from the trades and we trained them to be you know to either sell or or to or to do drain cleaning and and I've always said this and and you talk to any successful business owner it's more about getting the right person the skill can be added and I believe with companies like Service Nation and uh, and Success Track Network and and our training organisations, we can give the skill. You can't give the attitude, right? And I look just yeah, one thing. I want so before true. we go too much deeper. 
Service Nation is about helping companies to successfully grow and sell. Now, I heard you had a successful sale of your business, and then we'll come back into the training. You know, I was a member of Service Nation for eight years. Uh, so uh, that was maybe back in 2020, uh, 2013, 2014, I joined Service Nation. And uh, through their all their processes and systems that I had access to in the community and then the, the power of the rebate program, by being part of their buying group, you know, positioned me so that I could execute my long-term plan of selling the company. You know, in my particular case, uh, it was it was probably easier than most because I had a, a partner that had been with me for a long, long time. And so as we started mapping out my exit strategy, you know, uh, it, it went a little bit faster and smoother than I've heard from some other contractors. You know, I was able to he was able to just buy buy me out, so to speak. Uh, and then I was able to continue on with my passion and my passion, which is similar to yours, Pat, uh, Alan, is just doing whatever I possibly can to help other contractors build their businesses up, do whatever I can to help contractors get through what it takes to build their business. Cause this is, this is tough. Yep. You know, we're talking about labor shortages. There's a lot of other issues that a contractor has to face every single day besides labor issues. There's there's a ton of them. And so my heart goes out to working contractors that are in the field right now that are trying to figure out how to navigate that and what can we possibly do? What can I possibly do to help them make it easier? And so that's why I was excited about joining Service Nation Alliance and having an opportunity to just to continue in the great legacy that David and Matt have created over the last 20 years. So on David and Matt, now, um, anyone that knows me for any period of time knows that um, I have been part of this amazing organization, Service Roundtable, Service Nation, and the new group Alliance, which I want to get you to talk a little bit more about that. David Heimer, I first met, it was around 2006, I, I was, and that was at a Pumpers and Drain Cleaners Expo in Nashville, Tennessee. It's now renamed WET, W-W-E-T-T. What were they thinking of with that name? That was my not my introduction to the U.S. I've been coming to the U.S. for a long time, but that's where I first met David in person, and I was so impressed with the guy. And uh, and I, as I said, Tom, I had been a member for a couple of years already, and I think my membership probably goes around to 2000, back to 2005. So we're talking 18 years. We also created, we had at one point, we talked about this, we had, uh, I think, 70 to 80 members down under, down in Australia. Can't believe you left Australia off the bio, my friend. But anyway, more on that. We'll talk, we'll talk more about that after the podcast. We had Service Nation Australia, Australians are not quite as proactive when it comes to the training. It's completely different. And I think I, I, I won't say I revolutionised the industry in Australia, but I certainly give it a real good kick up the ass with uh, introducing Service Roundtable, Service Nation. Got to know Matt Michelle, also met him the same year as David Heimer. And that was at a comfort tech in uh, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. 
got to know Matt and travelled with Matt and become good friends with both David and Matt because, like you, I believe in those guys so much and I've seen this great, great organisation grow through helping contractors to succeed, helping in training. So back to you on that, Tom. And as I said, well done well done on the successful expert of your company. Maybe we talk a little bit about what does Service Nation and your premier group offer contractors? Thank you, Alan. I'll, yeah, I'll touch on that real quick. So depending upon where a contractor is on their journey, you know, and that could be tied to where they're at revenue size, where are they at in terms of number of team players, where are they at in terms of their infrastructure, you know, how far along are they? Are they, you know, a, a couple of years into being an HVAC or plumbing contractor, or are they 15 years? So depending upon where they're at on their journey, then we have different membership levels that can help them. And in no particular order, the first membership level is service roundtable. Uh, and that provides a level of content, community, and uh, rebates through our buying group. And so you can participate in that. That's kind of, kind of where you can get your feet wet, so to speak, and kind of see some of the resources we have available. If you want to accelerate the improvements and changes in your organization, then the next level up is called the Retail Contractor Coalition. That is more robust content, more participation in events, more intense coaching and training. And then the, 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 sec, uh, sorry, the third membership level that we have is what's called Service Nation Alliance. And so that's where it's even more community exposure, more mentoring, more networking, more benefits that come, more processes and systems that you have access to. And then what undergirds all those three different membership levels is our Alliance Premier coaching and training platform. And so we start with those three membership tiers and depending upon your, your specific needs, we're able to have a contractor that's been where you've been, that has a high degree of success, pair up with you and mentor you all along the way. Uh, in addition to that, Alliance Premier gives you access to touring other contractors' facilities, you get access to the knowledge from all these coaches that we have. We've got close to 35 coaches on standby, ready to help our members. So we feel we have membership tiers set up so that from beginning to end of your journey, we're, we can help you every step of the way, regardless of what your size is or what your challenge is. So that's the way we're set up at Service Nation in a nutshell. And I hear you've got this uh, funny talking Australian guy on the uh, on the premier coaches as well. Enough, enough about him. There is so much training available in the industry. Besides, like Service Nation, to me, and I've been I've been involved with other organisations. There's, there's some amazing organisations there. I believe that Service Nation, in my view, and it is only my view, and I'm sure it is your, yours too, stands out and above all the other training organisations, not because it's been around for 20 years. Probably the content available is much the same for, for everyone. But in your view, as a member and now the president, which is a big responsibility, Tom, how does Service Roundtable, Service Nation and the Premier Group stand out 
clearly above all the other best practice organizations? Well, there's a few th- there's a few things that we feel are very strong differentiators versus some of the other resources that are out there in terms of best practices. One, for example, is is we have a 20 year track record of cranking out thousands and thousands of success stories from our members, taking them from point A to point B. So the power of our community from from contractors that have successfully grown their businesses within our organization and the way that we have them give back to the new members or existing members that are also on that journey. We've got a 20-year track record of building out that platform, those systems, those processes in order to help our membership, which which has positioned us really, really strong moving into 2023 and beyond because with our contractor base of over 5,000 members, uh, it's not similar to some, we're different because it's not a cult of personality. There, you know, there's some best practice groups out there that are driven by the personality of one individual. Do it this way and only one way. And we would argue that you just can't have one, one size shoe that fits everybody. You know, depending upon where your journey, your journey, you're on in your journey, you need to have the ability to customize the solutions. You got to have really unique processes and systems. You know, a company that's at 3 million, it needs to have different systems and processes than a company that is at 15 million. And so you need to have the ability to flex and customize the solutions as they work on their journey. And so with our pool of wisdom and knowledge from all of our contractors that have contributed to the content and the solutions that we can provide for our members. That's a huge uh, value proposition. The other benefit that comes uh, with Service Nation is we have a tremendous buying group that is second to none. You know, that was built out over the last 20 years. The number of vendors that we have that can provide training, assistance, and the the rebates, the power of our buying group, it's not uncommon as we work with one of our, uh, as we work with our members, it's not uncommon that very, very quickly their dues are being paid and well above and beyond their normal dues and fees are being paid by the power of our buying group. You know, you can, you leverage that at your benefit. And so the buying power that you may have at 1 million, when, if you're at 1 million revenue and then you join Service Nation, well, now you have access as if you're a huge, huge contracting company. And so that is a huge benefit that we can provide to our members. Love that, Tom. And that was one of the things, sorry, sorry to jump in, but no, no, you're good. that was one of the things that really impressed me being as close as I am to Service Nation and, uh, you know, Matt and David, what really impressed me is that a company that, um, a good-sized company that's buying lots of air conditioning units and and all the other great products that Service Nation uh, is partnered with, actually uh, the rebates cover the membership and then some, right? It's like I've seen some of those checks that are written. It's amazing. The other thing too is um the events that you run and and look i've been on the journey with david and matt and the uh you know the transition from being the biggest 
company at uh, at Comfort Tech, then transitioning into service world and and growing one of the biggest and best trade show organizations I've ever been to. I have to say there is some really good trade shows out there, but service service nations, service world, just sort of it's uh, it, it's taken it to a whole new level. And I remember when I emceed the international roundtable uh, down under in Sydney, and I think it was around 2012. We just couldn't get any of my American friends to come. I had we had a great turnout. It was all uh, I think we had probably 70, 80 attendees to the uh, to the event in Sydney. Even though it was a small event, it was a great event because I had some of the greats in the industry, you know, Kenny Chapman and Mark Madison and uh, and David and Matt. It was just such an amazing event. That really, to me, is is a strength of uh, your organisation. So. Got a got one more question for you, Tom, and we'll round up. And this has been fantastic, by the way. I, I really um, I'm enjoying this. So, where is our industry hit, heading? And before you answer that, you know, I'm I'm currently looking at what's going on with artificial intelligence and Chat GBT and what's going on. And I've been saying this for years. I've been preaching this down under is air conditioning, plumbing, electrical drain hot water, it, it's recession-proof. And as well as that, it can't be – I don't see some small segments will be replaced by AI and, uh, and, uh, and, and all the new technologies. But pretty much, if this industry is not one of the fastest growing over the next few years because of the fact is um, it, it can't – we can't. I don't know. Maybe you might have a different view on this, but I'm just looking at the industry as being it's some of the highest paid people come from the trades. And and we've seen between us how many multimillionaires have been created from uh, not just from HVAC, from plumbing and and uh, and um, and drain cleaning businesses. So where is our industry heading, Tom? Well, before I touch on where the industry is heading, if you don't mind, let me circle back to, you know, the original question we were talking about, which was about the labor shortage, because I, I think it's important for your listeners to also understand how interconnected training is to the everything else that's happening in their organization, and that can be impacted by training. And so what I mean by that is when we're working with members and we're talking about taking their training to the next level, sometimes they don't they don't have the budget to support that. And so a lot of times what we work with contractors on is let's get your pricing corrected so that you have the resources to fund the, the proper training that you need. So sometimes they're surprised to realize, oh, to solve to solve my training issues, I've got to fix my pricing issues. The other thing, uh, Alan, sometimes we come across is let's say they solve their training issues, they solve their pricing issues, but they still can't retain people that they brought on board. Well, then what we need to tackle is the culture issues they may have in their organization. So it's not uncommon as we're digging into a contractor's culture that we realize, for example, that their management style hasn't adapted to the new workforce. Uh, we were visiting with one member, for example, that 
his management style was old school. It was old school. And you've got to adapt. You've got to adapt to how you lead, manage, and care for the new workforce that's coming in. Because the Gen Zs and the Millennials and even the Gen Xers, the way in which you take care of them is not the same way that you would take care of a typical baby boomer. So all that can impact what you're ultimately trying to do, which is attract and retain these workers, right? Yep. So I wanted to just make sure I threw that nugget out there because uh, that that is very, very important to solving the, the equation for most contractors in terms of their labor supply. But going into uh, the outlook for 2023 and beyond, I, I agree with you, Alan. I think it's super strong. Uh, COVID definitely reinforced that, as you alluded to, in terms of us being essential services. Technology is only going to make our plumbers and our technicians' lives easier as we utilize and expand technology, not only with our organization. Sarah's software, for example, I love you know, seeing all the amazing stuff that Billy Stevens is doing with artificial intelligence with Sarah's software. That's just going to continue to expand across our industry and make their lives easier. Externally, what we'll see with the industry is people are only becoming more impatient. They're not becoming less impatient. So the internal improvements in technology that we need to adopt, that high-performing contractors are already adopting very, very well, solves that need to the impatientness of our of our customers. They're, they're super impatient and they're just going to continue to be. They just want it instantly more and more and more. Here in the U.S., I can tell you for certain that government is going to continue to meddle and interfere with our work. I can't speak necessarily to Australia or our, our Canadian. It's worse than the U.S., Tom, trust me. <laughs> I hate to hear that, Alan. And so we just need to be prepared for it. We need to plan for it. We need to make sure that we're priced according for it uh, so we can stay on, on the leading edge of whatever impact the government continues to have, because they're going to continue to be involved. And lastly, I think you're going to see consistent expansion of the remote monitoring technology. I think that's going to be ever-growing as people want to know what's happening in their homes instantly. They want to know what that is. They want to instantly be able to connect, uh, communicate that to their service provider so that they can run their busy lives with the least amount of interference. So I think you're going to see remote remote monitoring just continue to expand. Love it, Tom. Absolutely. Oh. Fantastic. And I'm really glad you mentioned uh, Billy Stevens and Sira because I have never seen a product that stands out as much as Sira does. And uh, Billy's probably going to be my next guest. If he's not, he's going to be the next one after. I've got some amazing guests lined up for this podcast, but I, as I've said to uh, you and your staff, you needed to be the, the second podcast after uh, Joe Cunningham. And this, by the way, for anyone that's, that's new to this podcast, this is a continuation of the podcast that I created around uh, around 10 years ago. We stopped for various reasons. That'll come at a, at a later episode. But I'm so glad I've got this going again. Really happy to have you on. And I just want to, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Maybe um, I am, maybe I'm not. But I just want to conclude. And thanks for sharing where the industry is going. I concur. I agree with everything you've said. 
So are you reading any anything exciting at the moment? Is there a book that you can highly recommend to our listeners? You know, one of the ones I just finished uh, reading was Rocket Fuel. You know, that's through Gino Wickman's, you know, EOS, all of his books that he put. You know, he, he wrote that book, Rocket Fuel, and I, I'm a... I'm a huge fan, you know, him helping me understand the strengths and weaknesses of me being a leader, uh, the strengths and weaknesses, my partner looking back, you know, to see the dynamics between a visionary and an integrator. That that was that was really good. I would encourage people to pick up that book with Rocket Fuel. I think it would definitely help you build your business more successful, faster, because it's all about having the right people with the right skill sets in the right place and how to find them and what to look for. So Rocket Fuel is a good one. Love it, Tom. I've read Rocket Fuel probably five times now. It goes hand in hand with the book Traction, Gino Wickman's first uh, book. Yesterday, I uh, I caught up with one of my closest friends down under, Daniel Davies, who was actually in partnership with Gino. The whole EOS operating system is amazing and I just, I just want to let everyone know that's listening to this. I never prompted that from you. It's just so crazy how I've spent yesterday with an EOS, one of the best EOS implementers on the planet, and uh, and you've mentioned, uh, yeah, the book Rocket Fuel. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Tom. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, I'll let you get back to it, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, catching on back stateside later in the week and uh, really look forward to uh, coming and visiting you again in uh, Dallas, and maybe you, me, and Billy, we might catch up for uh, another um, lunch or, or, or something while I'm in town. That sounds great, Alan. Thank you for your time. Thank you for letting me be on your podcast, and hopefully your your viewers, your listeners had a few nuggets that they were able to take away. Absolutely. Thank you, buddy. All the best to you and uh, look forward to chatting to you soon.